Books are a uniquely portable magic. Stephen King Hello, friends. It's my pleasure to welcome you to Inside the Writer's Cafe. I'm Cheryl Nason. Our show features not only the hottest authors, but we also like to introduce you to exciting new authors. We ask them questions. We ask them to talk about themselves, their writing process, and their latest work. Our featured novel today is titled Operation Ares, written by Charles Chuck Kimball. Unfortunately, Chuck can't join us today. Let me give you a synopsis of his novel. There are two deep black operatives who must risk their lives to sink a private Russian submarine that's loaded with heroin, and they must also, at the same time, sink a cargo ship carrying illegal weapons. Both shipments are destined to end up on the streets of the United States. As part of the Operation Ares mission, the two patriots have been ordered to kill the kingpin of this smuggling operation. His name is Renard. He leads the most innovative and unpredictable smuggling organization in the world. It's so sophisticated that no one has ever been able to stop him. The two agents' essential assignments take them on a dangerous journey. Their audacity, their imagination, and their loyalty, not only to each other but to their country, are crucial. At times, the two even find themselves working outside the law in order to reach their objectives. This is an exciting spy novel. I'd like to read an excerpt to you from the prologue. Off the coast of Mississippi near Gulfport, an old man with silvery gray hair looks up into the night sky. He could see into infinity, at least he thought he could. There was no smog, no clouds, and most of all, no lights. Approaching the solitary and troubled individual, you might discern a pale and wrinkled man with purplish bags under his eyes, the result of long hours without sleep. He looked aged before his time. The old man on the Russian submarine raised both hands with his fingers spread apart and ran them several times through his long, unkept hair, as he had done each time with the return from the shore of the mini-sub. It was the way this old, nervous Russian submarine captain Sokolov had coped with stress most of his life. Very few knew his real surname. His parents, a few close friends, and perhaps some of his comrades in the KGB were the only ones who ever called him by his last name. Sokolov is worried. Neither Renard nor Lopez on the trawler had mentioned that there would be young women brought on board his sub following each delivery of opiates and guns on land. Even more distressful to him, these girls appeared to be very young, some as young as 12, none over 16. Oh, bringing these girls, let alone any females on aboard, a submarine was asking for trouble. 
Young and virile men cooped up in a confined space for months at a time, deprived of physical activity and fresh air, could become almost uncontrollable in the presence of women. Each time the mini-sub took a load of heroin or guns, two girls would come back to the craft. Oh, Sokolov had broken the law many times during his career, especially after he was forced to retire from the Russian Navy. As imperfect as he was, smuggling women or young girls was the utmost crime. He realized he had no choice but to allow it on this trip because Pierre Langolas, Renard's henchman, had not yet paid him. To appease his unwillingness to transport girls in his sub, Pierre had informed the captain that a big bonus would be forthcoming. No matter the final attraction, Sokolov warned that he would no longer get involved in human trafficking. It took over an hour for the last mini-sub to return from its delivery on land. Two more frightened young girls arrived at the sub. Pierre took off the thick money belt stuffed with euros and diamonds and handed it to the old captain. Sokolov weighed it, shook it, then stuck it inside his navy blue wool Russian peacoat. With his money secured, he immediately, without a sound, placed his right hand on top of Pierre's left shoulder and began to squeeze with great force. In extreme pain, Pierre's legs started to buckle. After he released his grip, Sokolov, his face twisted with anger, firmly and loudly enunciated each syllable into the face of Pierre. Never, ever bring another woman onto my sub without my permission. Do you understand me? Pierre swiftly grabbed his shoulder, rubbing it with his right hand. He was in pain, and his voice was shaking when he answered, It was not my idea. You will be paid extra when you return to the, fa- the freighter. I don't care about your damn money or how great the so-called Renard is. I do not deal in the selling of women, and especially not of innocent young girls. Do you understand me? Yes, I do. I will call my boss as soon as I get back on shore. That's good. Now, go. Dump your last load. And until we meet again, I say goodbye. That's just a teaser of a fascinating novel about black ops operations. You can find the novel titled Operation Ares, A-R-E-S, by Charles Kimball, K-I-M-B-A-L-L. Simply go to Amazon.com, put the name of the book with the author, in the book search feature, click on it, and it will come right up. There's a representation of the book cover, and on the right side, there's a little arrow, and it says, look inside. If you will click on the little arrow, there's a really excellent, excellent excerpt of the book. You'll be fascinated. It's, it's a, a thriller in every sense of the word. 
The books are also available on barnesandnoble.com. We'd like to thank you for being with us today on Inside the Writer's Cafe, and we're brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also find our show on iTunes and iHeartRadio. Our time is up, and we'd like to thank you for yours. Remember, pick up a good book and read.